Hello, welcome to the fourth weekend recap for the Pitch Proper Yank. My name is Alana Gaffney and I'm your host. Today I'm going to be talking about the games that occurred between October 21st to October 23rd for English Premier League and the games that occurred on October 21st, Decision Day for Major League Soccer. Let's get into it. Starting with Saturday's games, October 21st for English Premier League. So we have to talk about Liverpool versus Everton. So this is the Merseyside Derby. Liverpool ended up taking it home 2-0 at Anfield. This was in alignment with Pete's prediction. Nice job, Pete. And happy birthday from the Pitch Proper Yank. There was a ton to talk about when it came to this game. There was a really notable red card for Everton in the 37th minute. And you have to think, how would this game have gone differently had that not happened? It was scoreless in the first half, and that's somewhat admirable towards Everton. Liverpool really dominated possession, and they had 26 shots to Everton's six. Given the stats, Everton was able to defend quite well. Pickford had some notable saves, but I mean, they were going against Mo. And Salah had two goals. He had a PK in the 75th minute and a strong finish on a goal in the 98th or the 90th plus eight. He was in excellent form. Not in the beginning of the game if you're hearing from other commentators, but we don't always listen to them. A couple of other game results that I'll go over pretty quickly is Nottingham Forest played Luton Town. They drew. It was 2-2. Newcastle United played Crystal Palace. Newcastle took it home 4-0. Newcastle dominated this game. I really don't know what else to say about it. Brentford played Burnley. Brentford won 3-0. Burnley ended up getting a red card. It's not terribly surprising that the team that was not down a man ended up winning. Bournemouth played Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton ended up winning 2-1. The notable thing on this is that Gary O'Neill, the manager of now Wolverhampton, got victory over the club where he was sacked from. And that's really the only part that I'll note. The Wolves are playing all right. Another game that was somewhat highly anticipated was Manchester City versus Brighton and Hove. City ended up winning 2-1. It was at Manchester. City was back on the top of the table until the Tottenham game. Notably, Rodri was playing back with City, so he had not been playing in any of the games where they had recently lost. City had two very early goals, so there was Alvarez in the 7th minute and Holland in the 19th. Brighton scored in the 73rd via Vati, and Matsoma had a couple of really notable opportunities as well. City's Akanji received a red card late in stoppage time of the second half. It was due to a second yellow. Possession was fairly well split, though City had doubled the opportunities. The, the game that made me believe, the game that I really enjoyed watching. So it was Saturday, it was Arsenal versus Chelsea. It was a draw 2-2 at Stamford Bridge in Chelsea. It's a London derby. We love to see it. I love this game. Again, this is exactly why we watch. It was described by commentators as utterly compelling. Arsenal took real character to come back as another note. Chelsea's back. Sterling's continued to play well. Casado played well. Cole Palmer scored the penalty kick, which was due to a somewhat controversial handball. Was Saliba's hand in an unnatural position? Some say no. Mudrik had a really beautiful strike in the 48th minute. Pochettino had Arteta strategically in the first half. Arteta did make some smart substitutions going into the second half. And then we see things turn around a little bit. So Declan Rice ended up scoring when keeper Sanchez made a kind of a lazy pass Declan had a really technically strong finish. Trossard came on the field as a sub, and he ended up scoring via an assist from Saka in the 84th. So it was overall just a very entertaining match. Manchester United played Sheffield United, and Manchester United won 2-1 at Bromelain. 
They honored Sir Bobby Charlton following his passing of this game. They honored him in a lot of different games, but this is special because Manchester United was his team. McTominay continued on his scoring hot streak, which is a sentence I never thought that I'd say. He actually got a goal in the 28th that was an assist from Bruno, and it was kind of cool to watch. Sheffield got a PK via the 31st via McTominay handball, and that's more of what I expect when I think of him. Delos scored via a beautiful strike in the 77th to a seal win. So Sheffield had some good opportunities, especially via McBurney. Onana did all right, and that's all I'll say on him. In terms of Sunday's games, October 22nd for English Premier League, West Ham played Aston Villa. Villa won 4-1. I don't really want to talk about this. Oh my word, this is a known experience of being a fan. Sometimes your team loses. Villa's hot right now. Just generally, they're playing really top-tier teams really well. They were at home. So there are a couple of things that I understood about this. Villa were up to 0 going into the second half. There was a tiny little sparkle of hope when Bowen scored in the 56th, only for Villa to score two more in the second. I'm not going to give more details. I'm still upset. Villa is playing well, though. In terms of Monday's games, that's October 23rd. So Tottenham played Fulham. Tottenham won 2-0. They got their place in the top of the table. This is huge for them. I think there's a lot of haters that don't think they have longevity necessarily to be a title contender. So it's been really interesting to see how well they're playing. And it's not just a singular player. So that's the thing that I definitely want to point out. There are a couple of standouts, of course, and that's who really scored in this match. So Sun Hyung Min scored in the 36th minute. He really maximized an error. He got a good assist from River Charleston. Uh, James Madison scored in the 56th a minute via Sun as well. So both goals were really from overturned possession, which is kind of interesting because Fulham is not necessarily hugely sloppy defensively. Tottenham certainly had more possession, though it was pretty close. Tottenham had more shots and really just made better use of their opportunities. That was English Premier League this weekend. Okay, it's time to talk about Decision Day for Major League Soccer. So that was Saturday, October 21st. I'm going to start with going through some of the more expected results. I'm not going to go into detail for all of these. I'm going to go quite quick in the beginning. So Toronto FC finished 15th on the Eastern Conference table. They played Orlando City, who finished second on the Eastern Conference table. Orlando 1-2-0, again expected. Colorado Rapids were 14th in the Western Conference. They played Real Salt Lake, who were 5th in the Western Conference. Salt Lake 1-1-0. New York City FC were 11th on the Eastern Conference, and they played Chicago Fire, who were 13th on the Eastern Conference. New York City FC 1-1-0. LA Galaxy were number 13 on the Western Conference, played FC Dallas, who were number 7th on the Western Conference. Dallas 1-4-1. This is a huge win for FC Dallas. It put them firmly in the playoffs. The Portland Timbers, who are 10th in the Western Conference, played Houston Dynamo, who are 4th in the Western Conference. Houston 1-3-1. It's an unfortunate loss for Portland, but somewhat expected. This just ended their play. Sporting KC were 8th in the Western Conference. They played Minnesota United, who are 11th in the Western Conference. Sporting KC 1-3-1. And then finally, San Jose Earthquakes were ninth in the Western Conference, and they played Austin FC, who are 12th in the Western Conference. This was a draw, 1-1. Now let's go into the detailed ones that were still somewhat expected, but definitely fun to watch. So Columbus Crew, who are third in the Eastern Conference, or finished third, played CF Montreal, who are 10th in the Eastern Conference. So Columbus won 2-1. This was unfortunate for Montreal that this secured the end to their season. 
Montreal scored the first goal early in the match. The equalizer came in the 16th minute, and then they went to the second half level. Columbus crew dominated possession and just had better use of opportunities. There were a lot of moon balls in this game, though. The second goal came in the 49th minute for Columbus crew. FC Cincinnati, who are first in the Eastern Conference, played Atlanta United FC, who are sixth in the Eastern Conference. This was a draw, 2-2. So I kind of knew this was going to be a good matchup. I've been so excited watching Atlanta United. They've been, they have firing power. They are exciting, generally offensively to watch. So in the 12th minute, Atlanta United score first via Yakamakis. In the 25th minute, Baji scores for Cincinnati. In the 32nd minute, Yakamakis scores again with Amara. In the 45th plus third, Acosta scores the equalizer in a very well-placed header. So they go into the halftime 2-2. In the 51st minute, Almada gets the second yellow for a red card. With the number of shots in this game, it would have just been so interesting to see if this red card did not happen. Another game that was expected to be competitive was New England Revolution, who are fifth on the Eastern Conference, played Philadelphia Union, who are fourth in the Eastern Conference. Revolution won this game 2-1. Again, expected to be a tough matchup as teams finish 5th and 4th on the Eastern Conference table, respectively. A couple of good notes was that the game was home for New England. The New England keeper, Jackson, is still acclimating since the departure of Petrovic to Chelsea. New England also lost a couple of other really key players. So Philadelphia was up at the 16th via Carranza. and the 24th, there was a card via low for a handball. The 25th bow is scored via the penalty kick to level the match. And then in the 41st minute, Bo scored again to get the lead. So there was no score in the second half. Let's talk through a few of those unexpected results from decision day. So with the playoffs, is anything expected or unexpected? Who knows? But these were games where I didn't necessarily anticipate based on what their positions were on the table. Charlotte FC, who are ninth in the Eastern Conference, played Inter-Miami, who are 14th in the Eastern Conference. Charlotte won 1-0. This got Charlotte in the Eastern Conference wildcard spot. So Inter-Miami really did control possession. There was about equal shots. Messi did play. But ultimately, Charlotte got an early goal in the 13th minute via Vargas, and no other goals were scored. The next match that's worth talking about is the Vancouver Whitecaps, who are sixth in the Western Conference, played LAFC, who are third in the Western Conference. This resulted in a draw, 1-1. So this draw actually helped secure Vancouver a spot in the playoffs. In the 16th minute, the LAFC keeper, Crepo, saved a penalty kick and noted that the person who took it, so Gold and Crepo, were former teammates. So Crepo may have known how he kind of leans in terms of how he likes to take BKs. Vancouver had... 57% possession, but only two shots on goal versus LAFC, who had seven shots. LAFC is another one of those teams that's been exciting to watch offensively just from what they bring to the table. In the 34th minute, Boanga for LAFC scored. In the 58th minute, Ahmed scored an equalizer. In the 75th minute, there was another missed PK via Gold, and it hit the crossbar. I don't think he should be taking PKs anymore at this point. Again, that score stayed level 1-1. Another game worth talking about is St. Louis, who are first in the Western Conference, played the Seattle Sounders, who are second in the Western Conference. So the Sounders ended up winning 2-0. While it was expected that this game would be competitive, and the stats were fairly equal when we're considering possession shots and crosses, keep in mind it was at St. Louis, so I would almost think that would give them a little bit of an advantage, but alas, Seattle took it. In the 23rd minute, 
Rusnak scored for Seattle in the 38th. Parker from St. Louis got an own goal for the second Seattle goal, which was a hard cross. It was just difficult to manage as a defender. There were five yellow cards for Seattle. They were fighting. And then both keepers really had some notable saves. I think that's worth mentioning for this game. The final game to speak on is Nashville, who are seventh in the Eastern Conference, played the New York Red Bulls, who are eighth in the Eastern Conference. New York won 1-0. This win got the New York Red Bulls in the wild card spot, and it was also at Nashville, I think is worth noting. There was a late goal in the 95th minute via New York Red Bull Tolkien. It was a penalty kick. Keep in mind, a mistake is what made this difference. That was decision day, and here we go. Let's talk about it. Who is in and who is out, or at least let's talk about who's out. So for Eastern Conference, beginning with the lowest point total, Toronto finished in the 15th place. They're gone. Inter-Miami finished 14th. They are not playing the playoff. Chicago finished 13th. They are not playing. D.C. United finished 12th. New York City FC, 11th. Montreal, 10th. If we're talking about the Western Conference, again, in ascending order towards the highest point total, but it doesn't matter because none of them are playing in the playoffs. Colorado was 14th. LA Galaxy was 13th. Austin was 12th. Minnesota, 11th. Portland, 10th. So what's next for Major League Soccer? Well, the wildcard matches, of course. So for the Eastern Conference, the New York Red Bulls are playing Charlotte. It's going to be October 25th at 7.30 p.m. For the Western Conference, San Jose is playing Sporting KC. Also on the 25th, that's October 25th at 9.30 p.m. A special note, something I'm finding pretty interesting. If the score of a wild card game is tied at the end of regulation, no extra time is played, penalty kicks for the winner. In terms of what follows wild card matches, round one best of three series matches occur from October 28th to November 12th. The conference semifinals and conference finals will happen November 25th to December 3rd. And the MLS Cup presented by Audi will happen on December 9th. You can watch all of these games on Major League Soccer Season Pass. In terms of what's coming up, I'm bringing Pete back. We're going to talk about Beckham. I don't know what you've watched. It's about time, though. If you haven't, give it a view. We're going to discuss. Uh, On the subject of those documentaries and things that have been recently released, anyone interested in covering the Colleen Rooney Wagatha documentary? Let me know and we'll talk about it. That's it for me this time. Until next time, Yanks.